T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 8 o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Get you aboard on this Friday night, a football Friday night, as we get set for the NFC Championship game Sunday, 3 o'clock. Merrill and Mike and Howard on the call from Lincoln Financial Field as the Eagles are 60 minutes away from a trip to Glendale, Arizona. This will just sound, the more we talk about it, it just sounds... It sounds more and more real, but they got to get through the Niners first. Eagles, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Let's talk about the game here, the matchup, and we'll even dive into the AFC Championship game. Jason Lockett-Fora joining us right now. We're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockett-Fora, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast in the Huddle with Brian Balder and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Jason, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm, I would ask you how you're doing, but I have a feeling everybody in Philly's a-okay right now. Yeah, we're, we're fired up right now, getting ready for a, a home at NFC title game on, on Sunday. Jason, when you look at this thing and this game, um, Eagles defense, 75 sacks for 18 games. Niners offense line is pretty good. Obviously, Trent Williams is great. Do you think they can hold up, or do you think the Eagles are going to continue to get loads of pressure on a young quarterback? I, I think this is a real tough spot for Brock Purdy. I mean, I, I know he's played at Seattle, and that's tough, but that's a team that the, the 49ers own this year. And his other road game is in Vegas, and that's basically a home game for the 49ers. Um, the weight of expectations, um, the the caliber of defense he's going against, the kind of pressure he's likely to be under, I just think it's a real tough ask at this point. And they're winning games with him throwing the ball 19 times a game. I just don't think that script is going to work here. And if you ask him to do more than that, and I think you have to at least try to, then you really run the risk of some mistakes and some some turnovers and some, some game-changing plays. So I, I think it's going to be tough sliding for that young man. And then you add in, you know, McCaffrey clearly hobbled. Uh, Debo, I guess, better off than him, but not 100%. And they gave up a lot of pressure to the Cowboys. And the Eagles don't have that kind of twitch, maybe, and speed with their pass rush, but they certainly have more dudes you need to worry about on a down-in, down-out basis than the Cowboys um, can offer. And I just think it's going to be a tall task for Brock Purdy. Jason, when you look at the rosters, and I, I think there's a case we made that the two best rosters in the NFL, obviously the great quarterbacks uh, and the more established ones than, than Jalen, are in the AFC game. But roster-wise, th- these might be the two best teams in all of football. And I saw a ranking a couple of weeks ago, the 100 best players in the league this year. And it was just it was subjective, but it, sure. it was ranking. And 19 of those players are Eagles or Niners. Yeah. Jason, when you look at this game, take away the quarterbacks, because obviously that tilts it. Who do you think has the more talented roster, quarterbacks aside, Eagles or Niners? 
Well, I, I do think the Eagles are a little more balanced because I think there's an underbelly of that 49ers team um, in the secondary that can be exposed. They just haven't faced a whole lot of teams lately that can expose it. Um, and at other times, you know, Bosa can take games over, but Bosa, I mean, he hadn't looked right to me in about a month. I mean, he had one drive against Seattle, one possession where he pretty much killed the game. I'll give him that, but I didn't love him down the stretch, and I, I certainly didn't love him last week, and they're going to have to generate a hell of a lot more pressure in this game than they were able to against the Cowboys, and they're up against a better um, offensive line here. So I, I think if you look at every single position group, and you look at, at not just you know the, the, what you're talking about, the best in the game, but the caliber and, uh, of the backups and the, the kind of depth that the Eagles have in the trenches, which is so imperative, um, I give them the edge. And plus, obviously, they do have a huge advantage at quarterback. So uh, I, I think the Eagles are the better. And they're at home. And look at the 49ers holding home and road, road splits. There's... Some pretty big differences there, and they haven't they haven't played a road game since like January second. They've really been kind of had all the creature comforts and everything going their way, and I think this is a little different scenario. And then you factor in the health too, and I I think it um I think it could be again an uphill climb for them. Talking to Jason Lockett for Odyssey NFL Insider here. Jason, I'm curious how much of a difference moving forward. Last year was kind of a weird year. It was the first year of the seven playoff teams yeah. and just the one by. And both number ones lost that first weekend. But now, obviously, both number ones have moved on. Do you think being the one is going to start to be a big advantage? Because you, you, you play one less game. Like the yeah. In the past, it used to be, well, yeah, obviously home field, one versus two. But... They both had buys in the division or in the, the wildcard round. The Niners had to play a playoff game yes. wildcard round. Do you, how big of a deal do you think that is? Well, I, I mean, I, I think it certainly matters. I mean, this is a sport of attrition. This is a sport of, um, you know, uh, you, 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 you kind of the meat falls off the bone, right? And it's who has the most left standing. And the Eagles have had to have, you know, played one fewer of those games. And it's not just a... a a regular season game against a team that, that, you know, you might be able to wreck at halftime. It's a game where everything's on the line. It's a playoff game. So, and then you factor in again, cross country travel and they've been home a lot, but they've played a lot of football. And then there's also the fact that like they had to play that game tooth and nail every snap do or die where the Eagles, that thing was over midway through the second quarter. Let's be real. Not that dudes weren't still out there playing football, but I mean, I think everybody knew game script change, the idea that we're going to have to deal with Jones and Barkley trying to grind us down, you know what I mean, and playing option football and playing a black and blue game. That was out the, that was out the window. It um, was, yeah, and that you know, game, so yeah. Even that, you mm-hmm. know, like that became a finesse game. I thought it was going to be an old-school uh, NFC East game, but it wasn't. No, it changed. Jason, it wasn't. I mean, the game early on, and it became just a runaway for the Eagles. Jason, you know, a couple of years ago, the Eagles are, you know, 4-11-1. Doug Peterson gets yeah. fired. Uh, Wentz gets traded out of here. And there was a lot of people in this town who thought this franchise was about to go into a tailspin. And here they are two years later. Uh, they are the only team in the history of the NFL to have two number one seeds, you know, within a six-year period with a totally different coach and quarterback. It's, it's remarkable. Howie Roseman wins executive of the year. What's the perception of him around the NFL, Jason? You know, we know he fell down. He came back. They won a Super Bowl. But now it's almost like this is like act number three yeah. with a whole new cast. No, look, I, I, 
his, the body, there's a length and breadth to this body of work now um, that shows he's a go-getter, he's progressive, he's forthright, he's hardly infallible. It's impossible to be in that sport. But, you know, you look at the situation, right, the Reger and Jefferson thing, and he owns it, and he fixed it. Um, it, it look, the owner is as good as it gets. Um, they're not afraid to be bold and brash when they have to, and, and letting go of Peterson was certainly that, but it, it has proven to be the right move. Um, no, his fingerprints are, are all over everything. And, look, I, I do four hours of radio every day in Baltimore. And just go, And we're now five years into this Lamar Jackson thing. And go look at any moment in time, like, who is available in any personnel package for Lamar Jackson to throw to the ball to versus what Jalen Hurts has had the last, you know, this season. It's, it's night and day. And it's one thing to talk about wanting to win Super Bowls and being committed and being all in. And it's another to work your roster year-round to get to a point where they've done what they've done, from waiver claims to what appeared to be small trades to blockbuster trades um, to even the return you get from moving off of a tight end who really wasn't going to be there anymore and the contract was bloated and moving off of a quarterback who had worn out his welcome and wasn't going to be there anymore and the contract was bloated. And you're not just getting – those weren't salary dumps. They, they got assets back. Um, you know, I mean, the Slay trade, like, it's it, – it, there's been a lot of really, really smart stuff um, that's paid dividends probably faster than anybody could have expected. Well, certainly here. We, we, we didn't expect this turnaround this fast. No. I'm with Jason Lockett for Odyssey NFL Insider. Jason, um, did you think Nick Sirianni should have been a finalist for Coach of the Year? I mean, there were a lot of good candidates this year. year you yeah. know? I mean, this is such a bonkers year. Um, you know, where you've got people like Dable coming in cold as a rookie and with, with, a, with a roster that looked god-awful, you know, and doing what he did. Um, you know, what Doug Peterson did one year after, you know, Urban Meyer just turned that thing into a total cesspool. Um, you look at Kyle Shanahan winning with all these different quarterbacks and doing what he did with Purdy. You know, there can only be so many finalists, and, and there really were. I just It felt like a year where you could go in so many different directions and say, you know, that makes sense. And I do think there'll be three or four guys who don't win it this year who I think in a lot of other years probably would have, but but there's just a lot of these stories, a lot of these narratives um, where you look at what was expected and what they dealt with adversity wise or injury wise, et cetera, and to come out on you know of it on the other side, um, it's you know it's pretty legitimate to say nothing of somebody like Andy Reid, you know what I mean? Who like they traded Tyreek Hill, you know, and and they've had some bumps in the road. And there they are hosting another, hosting a fifth straight championship game, which you guys know all about. It's unbelievable. Yes, let's get to that game, uh, Jason, because obviously if the Eagles pull this off and win, they'll get the winner of the Chiefs and Bengals. What Are you surprised at how this week has gone with the with the Mahomes thing? I mean, high ankles are usually yeah. a significant injury, and we've gone from, uh-oh, is he going to play? How bad is it? To, okay, no walking boot. Okay, he's at practice. Oh, he's not even on the injury report right. today. It's kind of crazy just how this week has gone. It is, and the line has swung all over the place with each little piece of, uh, each little film of him walking up uh, two steps to a dais or walking down it or doing calisthenics in practice or whatever. You know, at the beginning of the week when I really dove into this game, started diving into the game, I, I, I originally just wanted to go back and rewatch the games when he was 
you know, and and analyze the statistics and the trends from those games and just kind of cap it as let me take the ankle out of it. Who do you know, who do I think wins this game? And I thought it was the Bengals. And I still think it's the Bengals, and I certainly could be wrong. Lord knows everybody is. Um but I, I, they they match up so well against them offensively and defensively, and I think they're uniquely equipped to put sort of pressure and tension on some of and, and really leverage some of the lesser areas of that roster. Um, and I don't think they care about the road thing. I think they actually get off on it a little bit. And then you factor in like, I mean, over the course of three hours, it's one thing to practice, run around. Nobody knows what he's really doing. You know, you got 11 guys trying to rip your face off for three hours. Like, somebody's going to kick him in the ankle. Someone's going to step on the foot. Like, it's just, it's football. It's inevitable. And I also think Andy Reid, consciously or subconsciously, is probably going to have to tweak some things. I don't think you're going to see him outside the pocket as much. I, I just don't. Um, so I, I like the Bengals. Bengals are the better defense for me. The Bengals uh, are the more complete team. The Bengals have thoroughly outclassed the Chiefs in the second half of these games. Joe Burrow's the best fourth quarter quarterback in the NFL. And I don't like the Chiefs against 11 personnel. I haven't liked it for a while. I don't love their secondary. It's hard for Spags to have to know exactly always when to blitz and when to back off. They've got some issues there. And, and Joe Burrow and 11 personnel, three games against those guys, has a QB rating of 130 with eight touchdowns, no interceptions, 76% completion percentage, just under nine yards. Um, an attempt. And the Chiefs the last two years against 11 personnel overall, not just the Bengals, regular season and playoffs, have about 55 passing touchdowns, 11 more than any other team in the NFL. They're 27th in the league over those two-year span in opposer passer rating in 11 personnel and 24th in completion percentage. And I could argue that this year's version of their defense is not as good as last year's. So I I, I think the Bengals are going to be able to run it on them a little bit. I think Mixon's going to feature in this game a little more than you think, and I think this is like a 24-21 Bengals game, 23-20, 23-21. I think it's played around there. Let's end with this, Jason. If if you're right, and I tend to be on the same side of you, I think we're going to end up with Bengals-Eagles in the Super Bowl here. If we get that, that means two quarterbacks from the 2020 draft class go head-to-head, yeah. and it's Burrow's second trip, so they combined three trips for those guys. Um, take me back to what you remember hearing about that class. Sure. I mean, it was... I don't remember anyone talking about it as if it could be a, a great one. And now we have, let's just go with three. I mean, we'll see what happens with two in the concussions. But we have right. Herbert, who I think yeah. is, is still really good. Yeah. Uh, Burrow's the best. And here comes Jalen Hurts. I mean, this could end up as a great, an all-time great quarterback yeah. class. No, I mean, absolutely. Um, look, Burrow, I think, had the it factor, had everything. People were trying to trade for that pick, and Mike Brown wouldn't entertain it. You know, and he lost, you know, Super Bowl to Joe Montana. And he was calling that kid Joe Montana and saying, "Nobody, you don't trade, you don't trade twenty-four-year-old Joe Montana. You just don't do it." And he refused to do it. And he was right. And I think Joe Montana is the comp for Joe Burrow in a lot of ways. You know, Hertz. I, I think it was like you had seen the Lamar thing start to work. And, you know, and it's like if you commit to certain philosophies and if you start to meet him halfway and then expand from there, both personnel-wise and schematically in the downfield passing game, you know, you, you can win a lot of football games this way. And it took them, you know what, until, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks into that first season before they really kind of, I think, decided we got to lean more into where he is right now than some of this aspirational stuff. And since then, they've grown together. Um, 
I like the kid. I thought the kid could be a winner. I loved his makeup. I loved his demeanor. I loved everything I heard about him, Coach's son, and just a different sort of the way, like the the maturity, the emotional maturity, um, the leadership skills, the passion to get better, the, the 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 determination with he played the game, and he fell into the right hands, and it's been a perfect marriage. And both those dudes are, you know, I don't know, a couple months away from. Uh, generational wealth. Yeah, they are. And they're fun to watch, and it'll be a fun Super Bowl. Jason, always appreciate hopping on. We'll talk soon, and, uh, and of course, have a good weekend. Good night. Enjoy the games coming up on Sunday. You do the same. Thank you. There he goes. Jason Locken for Odyssey NFL Insider. Make sure to follow the In the Huddle. Uh, make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I just go back to that 2020 draft class because, number one, we didn't know the Eagles would draft a quarterback uh, anywhere near the top. They did, obviously, with Jalen Hurts in the second round. And that class, like, I don't remember the buzz about it. It was more buzz about Tua than anything else. I mean, Burrow established himself as the number one pick. He obviously was the right pick there by Cincinnati. But Herbert wasn't hyped. Not really. He was like, oh, yeah, he's interesting coming out of Oregon, but no, he wasn't really hyped at all. And Hurts was considered a project. And now you had four guys who played at a – a high level this year. Um, the Tua thing, you see Tua is still in concussion protocol, which is just, he may end up as a Kevin Cobb, but just his career might be over with concussions. But the other three are stars, and two might beat in the Super Bowl. And obviously Hurts has the mentality that this city just loves, and I, I can't get enough of it. And a couple days ago, you had Sirianni comparing him to Michael Jordan. Here was Hurts today on what that meant to him, hearing his head coach compare him to Michael Jordan. I, 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 didn't, I didn't really have much of a reaction, to be honest. Um that's his opinion, you know. Uh, he's an idol of mine. I love Mike. I love how he, you know, impacted the game. I love how he carried himself in the game. Um, I love the desire to win he had, and you know, I, you know, that's that's a that's a hero of mine. That's an idol of mine. So um, I appreciate the compliment. Uh, I think the Michael comparison is, is obviously whenever you hear that, it's like, what are we talking about? Let like, say he got compared to who? I actually think Kobe Bryant might be a better comparison for Jalen Hurts. There's like a, um, it's all they care about. Wasn't that, wasn't that Kobe for all those years? He had an un, un, his desire to get better, his desire to be the best player he could be. I mean, he literally copied Michael Jordan in terms of his moves and the way he played and the way he talked. I mean, he just was relentless in how he worked to become as you know, great of a player as he became. That I, I kind of see some of that in Jalen Hurts, just the mentality. Like that's, it, it's all they care about. And it's crazy because I don't think his play style necessarily reflects that either. Like, he, he has no problem deferring to other players. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play hero ball like the former quarterback who used to be here or maybe some other quarterbacks around the NFL. He has no problem. If you're giving him four, five, six-yard slants, he'll take it. If you're taking away his ability to run and allowing him to hand the ball off to Miles Sanders or Kenny Gainwell, he has no problem doing that too. I mean, his obsession with winning and just becoming a, a better quarterback and a, a bigger cog – in this offense, I don't know. I just I don't think we've ever seen, especially a quarterback, but an athlete like this just improve from below average to above average to superstar as quickly as he has. No, I, I don't. I mean, I, I can't think of it. I mean, I've never seen a quarterback improve as much in a year. I mean, I, I, I you know, last year I remember talking and saying I, I believed in him. I think he can improve. I, I remember the show we did saying I think he had a ceiling of a top 10 quarterback in the league, but you know, to go from where he was last year, which is, let's say, the 20th best quarterback in the NFL, to a second-team All-Pro behind Patrick Mahomes is is remarkable. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, it, it really does. And, and, and the times maybe it does, 
there's pedigree behind it. Like, let's just use the last quarterback that was here, right? He was a rookie. He was fine as a rookie. You know, it was okay. And then he jumped up to play at an MVP level in 2017. But there was a it was second pick in the draft. Like, there was an expectation. There was a pedigree. There was a a ceiling that was supposed to be high. That, that wasn't it with Jalen Hurts. And, and he burst through that. Um, and he found his way to where he is now starting the NFC Championship game. And I believe he's ready for this. You know, I, I think this is a really gigantic game for Jalen Hurts' career. His, I know it's early. He's 24. His legacy. Like, you know, this is the spot a lot of young players struggle. Now we have a young one on the other side as well, obviously with Brock Purdy. But it's a spot a lot of young players struggle. It's a spot Donovan struggled. You know, you go back and we look through the numbers the other night. Donovan McNabb's numbers in the NFC wildcard round, the divisional round, they're sterling. His numbers in the NFC Championship game are ugly. I mean, not just bad, they're ugly. Donovan, and I know, you know, we could go back to, well, they didn't have wide receivers until they got T.O., was crap at wide receiver, this and that. Don, you, I mean, you can make a fair case that the, the most important player that played poorly in the two home title game losses, 0-2-0-3, Bucks and, and Panthers, it was Donovan. I mean, that's it. And that's why I go back to this with Jalen Hurts. If he plays like we've seen all year, which is really, really at a high level. They're going to win this game. There's no doubt in my mind. If if you turn the TV off, 6.30 Sunday, and you you could say Jalen Hurts played well, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And if he plays like crap, they'll lose. Or he plays below standard, below his standard, they'll lose. That they're, they're not so far better than the Niners. They could get a bad game out of Jalen Hurts. 2-1-5-5-9-2-94-94. It's how you hop board. I would come back. One of our favorite segments, one of our favorite blocks of the week. NFL picks. This one should be easy. Only two games. Guess the takes. There should be a lot of those because after the after these wins and losses, there'll be takes flying everywhere next week. And of course, our same game parlay. I've got a lot of thoughts on this one. I mean, we we may put together a monster same game parlay. I got a lot of thoughts on Eagles Niners props. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop aboard, and um, and we also got a special surprise for you guys at the end. That's going to get everyone fired up. Before the end of this show, 215 592 9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines. There's still time to get in the game with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Force Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up, promo code GIGLIO. I would go with the road team in the AFC and the home team in the NFC. Parlay those together on my bet. FanDuel's are your favorite bets for the money line, a point spread to player props. Plus, you could even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay all in that that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I really like the FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 of free bets, win or lose, with promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys must. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this football Friday night. Uh, the more I watch this, um, we've been watching this uh, 2019 uh, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts game back in college. This game's wild. The, the amount of NFL players in the field for, in this game, every time I look up, there's, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in the league. Oh, yeah, he plays for them. He plays for them. Brees Hall, uh, obviously Purdy, Hurts, C.D. Lamb, Perrion Winfrey. Uh, I think he plays for the, uh, the Cow- oh, N- uh, Gallimore, the defensive tackle for the Cowboys. I mean, there's players everywhere uh, in the field that's going to become NFL players, and it was a shootout, 42-41, Hurts over Purdy. I don't think this one – it's quite as high scoring as that one three years ago. All right, one of my favorite segments of the week, NFL picks, guess the takes, and then Tucker and I will put together a same-game parlay for the Eagles game, and we will end this half hour with a very, very special treat for you. So we'll get to that. Let's start with the picks. We'll start in the AFC Championship game and work our way back here to the NFC. So currently the number sits at Chiefs minus one and a half over the Cincinnati Bengals. Jason Lockerford was on with us a little while ago. Mentioned the crazy line movement on this game over the course of the week. I've been obviously tracking it with my BetQL show. It's it's crazy. I mean, this game went, they get open Chiefs minus three early on Sunday. At one point, two days ago, we were we were up to the, the Bengals as about a two and a half point favorite. Now we've gone all the way back. Patrick Mahomes is apparently full of practice, which something's weird about this. Either he was not as hurt uh, as people made it out to be, or he's got some magical healing powers because quarterbacks or any position just simply don't have no effect from a high ankle sprain. They are debilitating injuries. We'll see. I am still on the scale of he's fine compared to he's not. I'm lying on he, I'm skeptical that he's fine. I, I am not sure we're going to get the normal Patrick Mahomes in this game and I think the Bengals could have beat the Chiefs anyway. You know, there's. I love the trash talk back and forth in this one. I mean, this this weekend... I think it's the highest winning percentage ever among the four teams on Conference title game weekend. If you go to November 1st to now, the four teams, with, when they're starting quarterbacks, their current ones are in the game and healthy. Uh, their te- the teams are 35-2. and two. And then you have this trash talk that's kind of building up a little bit. Eagles-Niners, it's been a little bit more tepid, but you can feel both teams know it's a heavyweight battle. They're ready for it. Kyle Shanahan apparently today showed his team video of the 0-2 game against the Bucks, where John Lynch was, of course, part of it. But the real trash talk is at Cincinnati – and uh, in Kansas City. During the game last week when the, the Bengals were wrapping it up against the Bills, the Bengals players started saying that they were heading to Burrowland instead of Arrow, Burrowhead. Instead of Arrowhead, Burrowhead, as he owns the place. And then, the what was it, the mayor of Cincinnati? Is that who it was? Yes. The mayor of Cincinnati. Don't they, does it, don't they have something better to do over there? Apparently not. They, they put out a video. We should be a cool mayor. Uh, that, yeah, to get involved in this stuff. Well, we, what did we do last week? They they uh, bet a vegan cheesesteak? A vegan cheesecake, I thought. Cheesecake. Which is even worse. Even I, as someone who doesn't eat meat, thinks the idea of a vegan cheesesteak is stupid. 
the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was embarrassed for the city of New York. It, it's embarrassing. Well, let's just bet something else. Like, don't if you don't want to eat the cheesesteak or cheesecake or whatever, why do a vegan cheese? I guess you don't want to eat the cheese. All right, it's lame either way. It was a lame bet last week. Just sad. But anyway, so they uh, the mayor of Cincinnati wants. So who? who I guess Joe Burrow is going to take a paternity test. To see if he's truly the father of Patrick Mahomes or Mahomes takes the test. I forget how this works. He wants Joe Burrow to take a paternity test yes. to make sure he's actually Patrick Mahomes' father. It's pretty good. Um, and then yesterday, Willie Gay, the linebacker for the Chiefs, was asked, what impresses you about the Bengals' offense? And he looked into the camera and very firmly said, nothing. <laughs> Might be my favorite trash talk of the week. And I just know when this game is over, if the Bengals win, don't you, can't you just hear Joe Burrow saying, I wonder if Willie Gay's impressed now after he tortures them in Burrowhead again. All right, let's get to the pick on this game. So, again, I don't think Mahomes is, is where he needs to be. He'll play, but I'm, I'm not positive we get a, a normal Patrick Mahomes. And I know I'm getting a big time Joe Burrow. The Bengals have no fear whatsoever. No fear of the Chiefs. They beat him three in a row. And we had Elliott on last night. He said something I agree. This could be the weekend where for the first time in five years, Patrick Mahomes is no longer the... We, we don't just reflexively say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Joe Burrow could pass him this weekend. If he goes to Arrowhead and he beats him again, he passes him. I think that's what happens. I'm taking the Bengals here. You know what? Forget the one and a half. We're taking the Bengals on the money line. Bengals on the money line. They're going to Arrowhead or Burrowhead. And they're winning again. I think their the combination of the quarterback, receivers, their run game, their defensive line, their their their, their defensive coordinator, are the most underrated guy in the NFL. Um, they're good, and they've given this Chiefs team a lot of trouble. I think they beat them again. I'm going to go the Bengals 30, the Chiefs 24. The Bengals head back to the Super Bowl for the second straight year. And now in the NFC, and I said earlier in the show, so you, you know the pick ready. It's the Eagles. But but here's how I think this one happens. I think we have a very close game, back and forth. I think the Eagles get up early, Niners respond, and we kind of play tennis for a little while. Back and forth, touchdowns, field goals, and then it gets to be a little slog. I think the defenses adjust, and we get some you know less possessions there in the, in the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, I believe the Eagles are going to be tied 24-24. Four minutes to go. Jalen Hurts leads the drive of his career as the Niners pin them back, let's say, on the 10. Hurts leads them all the way down as the clock runs down to the 21-yard line. They line up, and Jake Elliott kicks a 38-yarder to put the Eagles back in the Super Bowl. Eagles 27, Niners 24. A Jake Elliott field goal sends the Eagles to Glendale, Arizona. I'll lay the 2.5. So Eagles minus 2.5. They win the game by 3. Eagles 27. And the 49ers, 24. Those are the picks. And now we get to the takes. Takes you're going to hear everywhere starting on Monday morning. The first one, and you just kind of heard me say it, is Joe Burrow is going to take the title of the best quarterback in the league away from Patrick Mahomes. And I, even though statistics and years and data and just longevity and track record probably would still say it's Mahomes no matter what happens on Sunday, you know that's not the way this works. Come on, we live in the moment. We react in the moment. We're fans in the moment. And if Joe Burrow walks into Arrowhead and beats Mahomes in back-to-back AFC championship games, he's going to be considered the best quarterback in football. And I'm not going to object to it because that is an enormous accomplishment. I think you're going to hear that, and I think you're going to hear it with good reason. The other take you're going to hear coming up on Monday is that the Chiefs blow this. 
a la early career Patrick, uh, early career Aaron Rodgers, early career Brett Favre. Remember Brett Favre early in his career? He was a three-time MVP. Packers only got one Super Bowl out of it, one, one, one ring. Aaron Rodgers early in his career, he was by far the best quarterback. He was unbelievable. No one was in his class statistically. They only got one Super Bowl out of it. And then it got harder, and it got tougher, and other teams around them kind of rose up in the conference. Same thing with Brett Favre in the mid-'90s. I think we're going to start hearing and wondering early next week, did Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs blow it? Five straight home AFC title games? you got to get more than one Super Bowl ring out of it. So that will be a major storyline and take you here early next week. The other one you'll hear over in the NFC is that Kyle Shanahan is this generation's or the next generation's Andy Reid. A great schemer, a great offensive mind, a winner. But you start to wonder how long it's going to take him to win the Super Bowl. Because the Niners have been at three of the last four championship games. And it always seems like with Shanahan, something happens and they come up just short in the biggest moment. Whether it be the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a few years ago when they had a chance and, and Garoppolo missed Emmanuel Sanders down the field. Or last year when Jaquiski Tart dropped the interceptions that could have sealed the game in the fourth quarter. And whether it be Sunday when they can't get off the field late in the game and Jalen Hurts leaves the Eagles down for a game-winning drive. Something always seems to happen. Or even with Shanahan with the, the Falcons in the Super Bowl and Matt Ryan getting sacked. It, all, it just seems like something is against Shanahan winning the big one, similar to earlier career Andy Reid. I think you'll see the comparisons between Reid and Shanahan made a lot earlier this week. And then the fourth take you're going to hear early next week about Jalen Hurts and about the Eagles is that this is the NFL's next big run, that people are going to start saying, this isn't the Eagles first. They're going to be back and they're going to be here, similar to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks around the 2012-2013 reigns. This is the beginning of a long run of winning and championship contention for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Those are the picks. Those are the takes for conference championship weekend in the NFL. All right. You know what it's time for here. And this is, I guess this is our, our I mean, we'll do one for the Super Bowl, but it's, it's kind of the last one. I mean, we don't know if the Eagles are going to be in the Super Bowl. We think they are. But it's our last, for sure, Eagles. I mean, if the Eagles make the Super Bowl, will you be on that Friday? Uh, Scheduling-wise, I'm not sure, actually. Probably not. And I don't think I will be, because I think I'm going to be working the afternoon that week. Yeah, and I, um, so if the Eagles are, tell everyone in the audience, if the Eagles are are in the Super Bowl, I'll be out in Arizona. Mark Cerise are going, and I'll be going doing uh, my BetQL show in the morning every morning that week, and then hopping over to Radio Row and doing the evening show, from Radio Row um, that week in wherever. I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't figured out all the logistics yet. We're somewhere uh, over in Glendale, Arizona at the site of the Super Bowl. So I'll be there. I know I'll be there. Uh, my flight leaves Sunday, and I'll be on Monday through Thursday out in Arizona before flying back sometime Friday. So, yeah, to put it, I, I think to, to put it simply, this is our final true same-game parlay for the Eagles for this year. If, if, there's, if the Eagles are in, obviously I'll do one over the course of that evening week, but... Tucker and I doing them together on the evening show. This is kind of the end of of that run. Hopefully not the end of the Eagles run. So here's the deal. Let's go out and make it some money for everybody. And what have we done this for? I guess we didn't have many Friday shows during the baseball season. We've had to do like, what, 12 of these now? 10 of these? Something yeah, I would like say that. that's about right. All right, we hit one, which was a heck of a return. You know, that was an amazing return. Uh, Eagles, Giants during the regular season. We hit one of these same game probably. So... We'll put this together, and uh, we'll try to win everybody some money, including ourselves, for the Eagles and the Niners. So before we get 
any of Tucker's thoughts. Let me just throw in what I feel strongly about. I haven't been on these all week, and I, and I think we should put them in. My favorite prop of the week for Eagles Niners is A.J. Brown. Now, the number is rising here. We, we lost the best of the number. I'm still okay with it, if you are. I mean, earlier this week, A.J. Brown's receiving total was at 69.5. It's been bumped up to 73.5. Um, if you're okay with that, I'm okay with it. I mean, we also could go 70-plus yards or 60-plus yards if we're a little bit nervous of the extra three yards. Are you worried about it, or are you good with the 73.5? I mean, I'm good with the 73.5 because I'm, I'm expecting a lot. My other thought would be if we're going A.J. Brown receiving props, mm-hmm. Do we do A.J. Brown total receptions? What's currently right now is sitting at four and a half, but it's only paying out at minus 158. But I think there it makes some sense to correlate those, right? I, 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 would you be surprised? I would if A.J. only has four catches. Like he gets the 75 yards we need on only four catches. Feels like five plus. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so let's go with the over four and a half. So, we're on, so we start our same game parlay with A.J. Brown over four and a half receptions and A.J. Brown over 73 and a half receiving yards. All right, what do you think about the rushing here for the Eagles and the Niners? I believe it's going to be a Hurts rushing game. I would look to Hurts over 46 and a half. I'm not sure if you're in the same um, same idea on that as me. What, would you, what do you think in rushing? I like Hurts. I agree, and especially if the Eagles are using three running backs the way they have, they we've gotten a heavy dose of both Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. I know Miles Sanders' number is only forty nine and a half, but I just don't know how you can trust that considering the the workload the other two guys have gotten. Would you look to under Miles? Possibly, but he's also a big play threat, right? Like he could break off a thirty five yard run and, and kind of ruin you there if you're worried or you're counting on him getting limited touches. All right, let's go to the quarterbacks and the passing yards. Brock Purdy's number is at two eighteen and a half for Sunday afternoon. The Eagles average this season, giving up 175 passing yards per game. Brock Purdy, are we willing to go under? Do we want to go the full Brock fade? I think I do. I like it. I don't think he's getting a 219. I, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, that's a big, isn't it a big gap between his prop and what they've averaged all season? Like, how many quarterbacks do we think have thrown for over 220 against the Eagles? It can't be that many. I mean, they've only given up, on average, 175 yards per game. So, like, we're talking about 50 above the average. I'm guessing not more than five or six quarterbacks had more than 220 against the Eagles all year. Yeah, so if you look back so far this year, they gave up 304 to Dallas. Right. In, in, you know, week 16 on Christmas Eve. I guess Goff got him early. Gave up 236 to the Packers in that Thursday night game. Or Sunday night game. I remember that. Wasn't there a big play in that late? The Watson? Uh, That Christian Watson touchdown. Right. And they gave up 239 to Arizona in week five. That's it. All those quarterbacks are way better than Brock Purdy. So three times they've allowed over that number, 218. Oh, I'm in. Brock Purdy under 218. Would you think Hurts under? Hertz is, I think Hertz's number is pretty big for this game. Like it's a, a good defense. It's 247 and a half. Is Jalen Hurts going to 250 on, on in the air? I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed because we got burned last week. Like there's no way they're going to win and he doesn't throw for 200 yards. And he certainly did. But I also look at it. And if we're counting on Jalen Hurts to, to really push the ball down the field, considering how tough that, that 49ers run defense big plays. is, I just don't know how he doesn't. 
Yeah, I mean, and he could get there on only 20 completions, right? Like, he doesn't need a lot of completions if he's making big plays. All right, let's stay away from that one. Let's not touch. We, yeah, we lost a bet last I mean, week. that's something he's only hit five times this year. And if we think he's going to run. I mean, it just feels like a high number to me. But I'm, I'm willing to stay away. Maybe we, we, we don't play with that one. Are you, are you good on the spread, laying the two and a half? Or should we go money line? I like the two and a half. Okay, I mean, I think it's a field goal game. So I, I my projection on the game, my score is is covering the numbers. I'm okay with it. Eagles yeah, just, minus two. I, and a half. I think two and a half is small enough. I'm willing to lay the points to get that bump up from minus one forty eight to minus one fifteen uh, on the payout there. All right, here's what we got so far. Here's our same game parlay for the Eagles and the Niners so far. We are looking at uh, so far. We have a five legger, Eagles, Niners, and we're looking at. I've got these five locked in. A.J. Brown, over 73.5 receiving yards. A.J. Brown, over 4.5 receptions. Hurts, over uh, 46.5 rushing yards. Eagles, minus 2.5 for the game. Purdy, under 218.5 passing yards. Now, before we uh, we dive into touchdowns, I do have a um, I do have an idea, kind of a an audible to call on us. I want to know what you think of it. What do you think if we went with some A.J. Brown alternate totals? Do you think that A.J. is going to have as big of a game as I do? I think we're looking at a big A.J. Brown game. I think so, because I okay. think there's going to be a concerted effort to give him the football, and I think it's a matchup that that does favor him. You look what San Francisco's done against top wide receivers the last couple of weeks. They've struggled. I mean, they've won games, but they've struggled against big wide receivers. All right, well, how, how, how bold are you willing to go? Here are the numbers. A.J. Brown, 80-plus yards. Remember, we were just willing to go 73.5, right? So the baseline is we think he's having 74 no matter what because we had that prop in. A.J. Brown, 80-plus yards is plus 120. A.J. Brown, 90-plus yards is plus 178. A.J. Brown, 100-plus yards is plus 235. And then if we're getting really spicy, plus 350 on 110-plus, plus 550 on 125-plus. How high are you willing to go with A.J.? 90? Or the, or the triple digits. So the one thing I'm noticing, because we took the over on A.J. Brown receptions. receptions, the receiving yards don't give you a whole lot of juice. Like, actually, if you go and if you have the, the thing pulled up right now, if you go A.J. Brown 40 or more yards, the odds drop. It goes down, and your payout gets less. Um, I feel like 100 is a good number. So what is the average per catch this year? About 16, 15 and a half? That's my guess. 15 and a half to 16 yards per catch this season. So if, if, we're, if we're projecting at least five catches, because we have the four and a half bet in, he's going to be in the 90 range. 17. What's 17 times five? We're, we're in, close to 100. Right? 90-ish, right? Uh, 85. 85. So, so all right. So you want to go 100? Let's do it. A.J. Brown, 100-plus yards in. Now it's time for some touchdown props. Let's go over the touchdowns and really spice this thing up. Now that we got the Brown, we got the, we got uh, Jalen, we got Purdy. Where are the touchdowns coming from? Do we go the triple threat with AJ? Is AJ getting in the end zone with one of the big passes, or do we want to go to the backs or tight ends? So I have two thoughts. I think AJ Brown is a big part of the offense. You kind of feel him scoring a touchdown, right? He has 11 on the season. He leads the team in in receiving touchdowns. Getting him at plus 155 in a game where you expect him to have a big day, I think just makes sense. I mean, I don't know how many big games he had where he didn't have a touchdown. If you sort by by most yards, he had three against Pittsburgh. He had two against Tennessee. He actually only had touchdowns in, in two of the five games. He had 100 yards this season. But 
I just think if you're getting the ball in his hands that often, it's bound to happen. All right, let's pick a Niners touchdown. They're going to score, right? Let's not pretend this is going to be a, a runaway train. The Niners will put some points on the board at some point. The overwhelming favorite, it's actually the only player on, on the board in this game that has minus money on a touchdown is Christian McCaffrey. He's been a touchdown machine. Now, that being said, McCaffrey's been banged up. No practice the uh, last couple days. Uh, did he practice today? I, I, I mean, obviously he's going to play in the game. But he might have been limited. Okay. But Elijah Mitchell's in the same boat. Because both he and Elijah Mitchell are banged up right now. Okay. So are, are we willing to go with a back, or do we want to go with one of their receivers? I mean, Purdy's throwing a good amount of touchdowns for you know a seventh-round pick. It's not like they just hand the ball off. He throws touchdowns. And last week was the first game he didn't throw multiple touchdowns all season. So who's the guy? So do you think Debo Samuel beats them? Or do you think it's a, a George Kittle situation? I think it's Kittle. I agree. Okay. Let's throw Kittle in there, plus 185. So here's what we're, here's what we're cooking with right now. We have got ourselves a we, – we look at an eight legs here. Brown, Hurts, Eagles, Purdy, Brown, Brown, Kittle. Here's what I'm looking at. A.J. Brown over four and a half receptions. A.J. Brown 100-plus receiving yards. Hertz over 46 and a half rushing yards. Eagles minus two and a half on the spread. AJ Brown and George Kittle to score touchdowns. We are looking at a $10 same game parlay to win you $1,995. You in? Here's a thought. You think Brock Purdy is going to turn the ball over a couple times, don't you? I do. We just throw in Philadelphia de- defense anytime touchdown score. Well, I, I my guess is the payout's going to jump to a ridiculous level if we do that. I hit it; it jumped to six thousand dollars. <sighs> or maybe we just do that separately. I think we do that separately. I mean, I think it could happen. I mean, I, I, I'm already can. You know, one thing Fanduel and I we love Fanduel and the same game parlays. You could do same game parlay pluses. We do it every week here on the evening show. The one thing though. They don't let you put the individual defensive props within the same game probably because I would I would have been banging the table for the C.J. Gardner-Johnson interception. I can picture it right now. C.J. Gardner-Johnson interception on Sunday, but obviously you can't put that in the parlay. All right, let's leave the touch, the defense score out. I like this. 10 to win, 1900 bucks, Almost actually $2,000. Let me ask you this. Kenny Gainwell had 110 yards last week. He's been featured more in the offense. You know what his rushing prop is right now? Mm-mm. 11 yards. Do you think Kenny Gainwell gets four carries? Because that's the maximum it's going to take for him to beat that number. So here's my last thought on this. I I can't let a potential $2,000 win die on Kenny Gainwell getting zero carries in this game. He's had a bunch of games with zero carries. I mean, I know he had a big week last week, but would it shock you if Kenny Kenny Gainwell doesn't have a carry on Sunday? So the last two weeks he had 12 for 112. He had five for 35 the week before that. How many zeros are on the ledger this year? One. Two, two, against the Giants, the forty-eight twenty-two game, and against the Saints. How many ones or twos are on the ledger? Uh, he went one for zero against Indianapolis, one for seven against Washington, one for three against Pittsburgh. So five games of one or two carries. Correct. It's too many. I I, I veto it. Let's let's leave it as it is. Let's leave it as it is. Brown over at four and a half receptions. Hurts over forty-six and a half rushing yards. Eagles minus the two and a half. Purdy under 218 and a half passing. A.J. Brown 100-plus yards receiving. Brown and Kittle score the touchdowns. There it is, our same-game parlay for the Eagles and the Niners NFC title game. All right, we promise a surprise as we end. And usually, kind of as the end of the show, we kind of wind down. We hand it off. TK will be coming up at 10. 
after Boomer and Valenti. But we thought, let's get everyone revved up one last time. Here it is. I was waiting for it. It's way better than last week's. We'll play out. We'll say goodbye now, and then you can hear this. Uh, and we'll talk. I'll talk to you guys again 10 a.m. Sunday at the stadium with Hugh Douglas and Glenn Mack now. The Eagles hype video, voiced by Brian Dawkins, came out this afternoon. It is awesome. Here it is. Talk to you guys on Sunday. It's understood. It's understood. It's understood who we are. It's understood what we work for. And I don't, I don't have to give y'all no, no rah-rah speech. Everything is in front of me. Yeah. You heard him. You heard what he said. Philly don't need no rah-rah speeches. We don't need to be told how to get crunk and when to show up. We all know what's at stake. This is our house. What say you, Nick? How we about to climb this mountain? Together, 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 together. That's what I'm talking about. We don't need to talk leadership. We live it. We know what our potential on. It's about heart. It's about passion and desire. Let's go. We have fully defined our dog mentality. We know when this city wants something, they'll do whatever it takes. They won't be denied. Stop killing them. When you're starving for something so doggone much. I ain't hungry. I'm starving for this. A brick wall can't hold you back. Their end zone is our playground. Our dreams are their nightmares. We don't need no rah-rah speech. Don't need no rah-rah speech. Because it's a Philly thing. We take everybody, yo. Take everybody. We're going to ride together. We're going to show up. Let's go. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.